0: Want to know what Europe does for you? Welcome to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcast on human rights in EU trade agreements.
1: As a community of states based on fundamental norms and values, the EU includes human rights clauses in all agreements on trade or cooperation with third countries.
0: But despite serious breaches in different countries, the EU has so far proved hesitant to take the punitive measures these agreements allow prompting many to call for stronger enforcement of the Human Rights Clause in EU trade policy. Want to know more? Stay with us.
1: Fundamental values such as democracy, human rights and the rule of law lie at the core of the European project. That's why the EU wants to use its leverage as the world's biggest trading bloc to promote respect for these rights together with its trade partners. Now, how does it work in practice? Since
0: the 1990s, it has included human rights clauses in its international agreements, commercial and non-commercial, with third countries. The aim is not to set new human rights and democratic standards, but to reaffirm the commitment of the parties to their obligations under international
1: law. The Human Rights Clause allows one or other party to partially or fully suspend an agreement unilaterally in case of a breach by its counterparty, although to date the EU has never activated such a clause to suspend trade preferences under any of its trade agreements.
0: It has clearly preferred constructive engagement to more restrictive measures, but the presence of so many countries with problematic human rights and democracy records among the parties to the EU's trade agreements raises many questions. Stay with us.
1: The Parliament, for instance, a strong supporter of including such clauses in all trade agreements negotiated by the EU, has deplored the absence of a strong and enforceable human rights clause in agreements concluded with some African states, such as Zimbabwe.
0: It also called for reinforced application of the clause in response to serious breaches of human rights and democratic principles in different countries, such as Nicaragua.
1: Civil society organisations have also criticised the EU for being too reluctant to apply sanctions, and some academic studies have accused the EU of being inconsequential in its sanctions policy, being more assertive towards smaller partners which are more dependent on EU aid and trade than larger, more independent countries.
0: But the Commission defends its constructive approach by arguing that, more than as an instrument to punish, the clause should be used as a way to keep political dialogue open and to encourage progress and cooperation in the field of human rights and democracy.
1: Now, how effective is the Human Rights Clause?
0: Well, monitoring the impact of such conditionality is no easy task, as whenever progress on human rights reforms is established, it could be attributed to other internal or external drivers.
1: But some say that the EU should make better use of its leverage in the negotiation phase of trade agreements with third countries, as it can pressure countries to improve their compliance with human and labor rights if they want to do business with the EU.
0: So how is the EU's position on this likely to evolve in the future? Stay with us.
1: Well, several factors need to be taken into account here. One of them is the changing international environment.
0: Indeed, the EU's diminishing role as a trade partner in comparison with emerging economies such as China or India, which put less emphasis on value promotion through trade, has given third countries more bargaining leverage and so reduced the efficacy of the Human Rights Clause. So the EU needs to stay firm.
1: To ensure more consistency and prevent accusations of double standards, the EU included very specific human rights clauses in recent agreements with Canada and Japan.
0: Even though these countries have recognised fundamental rights records, the absence of such a clause could have set a risky precedent for future EU agreements with more challenging countries such as China or India. So it's all a matter of consistency.
1: To improve the effectiveness of the Human Rights Clause in the future, civil society and academics have proposed measures such as carrying out regular assessments of the human rights impact of trade agreements, or improving the role of the European Parliament in the application of such clauses.
0: A role the Parliament would probably take on gladly, as it has repeatedly called for better mechanisms to monitor human rights situations in third countries before any trade agreement is concluded, as well as after.
1: You're listening to the European Parliamentary Research Service Podcasts.